We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. I am my in my southern, all right, Ryan headquarters here in uh, Old Virginia Beach, Virginia. Going to be heading down to Raleigh, North Carolina tomorrow. For there's some event going on down there, Ryan, and I'm trying to remember what. It, oh yeah, Notre Dame, uh, number ten Notre Dame plays at NC State tomorrow. First time I've been back since the hurricane game in 2016 uh, into Raleigh. So it's a big big weekend for Notre Dame, Ryan. We've talked a lot about it this week. This is without question the first big test that Notre Dame is going to face this season. And we are – look, I, we learned a lot about Notre Dame in the first two games, right? You can't control your, op- your your opposition, but you can control how you handle playing that opposition. And Notre Dame did what you'd expect a top-10 team to do against Navy and Tennessee State. They absolutely dominated and, and did things that we haven't seen Notre Dame do since the 70s in some cases in the 30s and other cases. So that's domination. But now – things get real and we truly find out what kind of Notre Dame football team they have because this is going to present Notre Dame with one of the biggest tests that they're going to face. It's the biggest test so far this season. And and I think it's one of the five toughest games on the schedule this year. When you consider uh, all the different aspects of it, Ryan, this is going to be a very, a, a very well coached quality NC state team. That's got some very good NFL caliber talent at certain positions that Notre Dame is going to have to come to play and and be ready for. So it's going to be a really, really big test for Notre Dame. There's no question about it. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think that for me, Brian, like as we kind of get into the breakdown, some things that Notre Dame has traditionally made their living off of, I think the NC State can match that a little bit, right? I mean, the Lions are pretty strong on both sides of the football. They have an athletic quarterback as well, which we'll get into, which has given Notre Dame problems over the years in certain instances. So I think it's a tremendous challenge because, one, it's a good football team who has routinely won about eight, nine games over the last few years in the ACC minimum, and volley team. Yeah. Minimum eight each, in five of the last six years. They've won at least eight games in five of the last six years. Yes, to your yep. point. So they are a very competitive football team in a good conference in the ACC, a team that is also one of those pesky teams, right? Like that sometimes maybe they don't have the big-time wide receiver, you know, the, the big-time skill position player, but they're always going to be built pretty much the same way. Physical defensive line, good offensive line, 
and they want to be able to kind of establish their establish the momentum, but establish their pace of the football game is the biggest thing for me. So you're going down the Raleigh, you're playing against a good football team, a physical football team that wants to control how the game is played. So that's always going to be a challenge for Notre Dame, especially after coming off of two teams where there was no challenge to how you yeah. wanted to run the football game. You know, like Navy and Tennessee State had to play Notre Dame's game. NC State is going to try to now push back against it and say, no, buddy, you you guys are coming to our house. You're going to have to play football our way and maybe to come out with a W. So there's going to be some back and forth there, I believe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Football season is upon us which means my schedule is ramping up even more than normal. And it makes it a lot harder to spend as much time cooking and preparing meals as I want and need. And eating healthy can be especially challenging. That's why I'm looking forward to getting ramped up with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, which can help me fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to my door. With Factor, you can skip the extra trip to the grocery store and save a lot of time on food prep but you don't have to miss out on the flavor. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready to go in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. And then we can get back to work. And you can choose from over 34 weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never frozen meals. You can level up and get gourmet plus options and treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. There are also lunch-to-go options and protein plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. And you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of over 45 add-ons, including breakfast items like the delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and more. You can also try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. This September, get factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, Flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. And they have a great deal for Irish Breakdown listeners. Head to factor.com slash irish50 and use code irish50 to get 50% off. That's code irish50 at factormeals.com forward slash irish50 to get 50% off. Try it and enjoy. I don't think that Notre Dame fans as a whole appreciate how quality of an opponent this is. And I've, I've dealt with it all week. And we're seeing it in the predictions now. If Notre Dame does to NC State what a lot of fans are predicting they're going to do score-wise, that is a tremendous performance. And we're seeing like 42 to 13, 42 to 10. 
like guys, this is a good football team. This is a very good football team. And can can Notre Dame beat them? Of course. Should Notre Dame beat them? Of course. But as you said, Ryan, this is a, a team that is going to be a very uh, game opposition for Notre Dame, and it's they're going to have to earn their 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 victory. I mean, last year you talk about they lost thirty to twenty to Clemson, twenty four to nine to Syracuse, twenty one to twenty to BC, twenty five to ten to Louisville, sixteen to twelve to Maryland. This is not a team that's accustomed to going out and just getting dominated. You know, the year sure. before they were a nine and three team. They lost by fourteen to Mississippi State, twenty four to ten. Uh, lost by one point to Miami, thirty-one to ten, and lost to Wake Forest, forty-five to forty-two. Right. So in two years, this team is what their worst loss is. What fifteen points? Yeah. In two full seasons, right? This is a this is a quality NC State football team, and there's no doubt about it. And Notre Dame's going to have to go handle their business, and they're capable of it. It just depends on what kind of level do they bring their B game? Do they bring their B plus game? Do they bring their A game? And that's going to determine the outcome. And, and Brian, I think that when you have a team like this NC State team, because yes, there's talents, but NC State's going to make their living off of being a physically durable team, right? A team that is going to continue to come after you, come after you, not let up, throw waves at you. And for that type of team, I think that what the most important, one of the more important things to have is great coaching, right? And Dave Dorn has put together an incredible coaching staff of two inc- yes. very good, an offensive coordinator now with Robert and I that's come in this off season with Tony Gibson now continuing to just have this trend of really good defenses, NC state, a team that is going to have to win a lot of those grinded out type of football games. A lot. You need those coaches that make good decisions in the biggest moments of the game. So Notre Dame's going to have to be on their P's and Q's, not only from a player perspective, but the coaches have to be up to yeah. stop this game as well. I think Dave Dorn is a solid coach. I don't think he's a great coach, but he made some very strong hires, in my opinion, putting his staff together. This is yep. this is the to me the best staff he's had at NC State. And that's adds to the town. It's gonna be a very linebacker driven team, as we talked about all week, Ryan. Notre Dame's gonna have to bring it. And speaking of that, let's dive into our keys to victory for Notre Dame, Ryan. And we're gonna come up with three keys on on both sides of the ball. There are general keys, you know. Be dis, you know, be disciplined from a penalty standpoint. You know, we'll actually get into turnover specifically because in this game it, it does mean something. You know, obviously starting fast, you don't want to fall behind on the road in bad weather against sure. a team like this. You know, be smart on special teams. There's always those type of general keys that that go that you know go into every game. But let's dive specifically into what Notre Dame needs to do to thrive in this game. And we're going to start with the offense. And this is an obvious one, but it's really deep and all-encompassing. And that is, number one, Notre Dame offensively has to control the line of scrimmage, right? I talked about this. I know you listened to it. I saw you in the chat yesterday uh, during the midweek rundown. When you look at Sam Hartman against NC State, he's 1-2 and two overall against NC State. He's 0-2 in Carter-Finley Stadium in Raleigh, yeah. right? And uh, last year they lost by nine. Two years, three years, the, his first year, 2020, they lost by three. They've been competitive – but they haven't been able to get it done. And in the two games at Carter-Finley, he's been sacked 10 times in those two games. And last year, NC or Wake Forest ran for 17 yards. So you're just not going to beat them with that, with that going on. If you're giving up five sacks, if you give up five sacks tomorrow, and, and Saturday, I should say, if you give up five sacks on Saturday, and Sam Hartman gets picked off three times because he's under duress the entire game, and if you can't run the football, you're going to get the same result that Wake Forest got. So part of the reason that Sam Hartman came to Notre Dame 
is because he will not have to deal with that. He's going to have a better defense. In the three games they played, the other team scored 39 points per game. You don't think that's going – we don't expect that to happen tomorrow or Saturday with this. But for him to have the support he needs to go do what he's going to do, they're going to have to do a better job to me up front. They have to control the line of scrimmage. So what does that mean, Ryan? It means run game. It means pass pro. It means discipline. It means taking the fight to NC State and playing clean football. That's going to be a huge key in this game. Well, NC State's a very different defensive front this year, too, comparative to like last year, for instance, because last year they had Corey Durden, who was one of kind of their base ends, who was like a 6'5", 315-plus pound type of defensive end. Right? That was the kid Durden. that transferred in from Florida State, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. So he was he was a different type of what they have now. Now they have two kids in Davin Van and Savion Jackson who are both like 6'2", 280, somewhere in that ballpark, right? Guys that are more penetration style players and holding point of attack. And I honestly think, and this is, you know, just my opinion, obviously kind of watching the film over the last couple of days, but CJ Clark is a much better football player than I initially thought about thought at he, playing that nose position. Six, three was a lot better against UConn than he mm-hmm. was last year. Yeah. And now to fans, that might not mean anything, Ryan. Oh, it's UConn. But as you have said, and as when I, this was the surprise for me when I watched UConn play, I thought CJ Clark was much better than he was last year. But my big takeaway from that game from the trench standpoint is I was very impressed with how good the guard, the interior players, the center and the two guards were for UConn. Yeah. And the one player that I thought thrived in that game was CJ Clark. Yeah. But UConn is very good up the middle, and that's been the inconsistent point for Notre Dame the first two games. At least it was against, against uh, Tennessee State was the play of the guards. And if they don't play better than they did last week, Ryan, to your point, C.J. Clark is the – you know because you talked about the shorter, undersized guys. C.J. Clark, 6'3", 300-plus pounds. Yeah, he's a bigger kid, yeah. Well, and, and and he does a lot of the dirty work, so a lot of him goes a little bit underappreciated, in my opinion, because he's not going to be a box score stuffer, right? Like, you're not going to see him with – 10 tackles, three tackles for loss. But what you are going to see is that he might have a tackle for loss, but he's going to also allow guys like Peyton Wilson to run free and make a lot of plays because he does a lot of the work against double teams, anchors, splits gaps from time to time. I think he's a very, very quality football player here in 2023. And then he's going to allow other guys like Savion Jackson and Davin Van to be more that penetration style player because you can't have a three-man front of just penetration players. You can't do that because that is where guys are going to get caught way too often. And that's where gaps are going to get displaced and you're going to work with the second level too consistently. You need a guy that is in the middle can take up multiple blockers and allow players to be a little bit more aggressive, be a little bit more of one gap style. And that's what they have up front. They have two kids that are more, I'm going to attack. And then they have CJ Clark, who's a little bit of a wrecking ball in the middle. So I really think that there's going to be challenges here. Zeke Carell is a good football player. Rocco Spindler and Pat Coogan have had a lot of good moments over the first two games. But the first game was a lot more impressive from the guard perspective for Notre Dame than it was in the second game. Yeah. So now with that up in competition, I mean, Pat Coogan and Rocco are going to be need to be ready to handle a guy like C.J. Clark if they're down blocking on him, for instance, right? Like th- this is not going to be a cakewalk. This is going to be a massive test. And we will know, I think, very early in this game is if – Notre Dame defensively is ready to play or if they are treading water a little bit, if they're getting gashed a little bit in the run game. It's interesting seeing some of the comments, Ryan, and I think it speaks to this particular matchup. So here was a question from, for example, Southern Highlander. He says with Notre Dame, with NC State, 
allowing 6.2 yards per rush against UConn, do you see them loading the box and stop estimate company, or were they focused more on taking away the receivers to shut down Hartman? This is the thing. Look, if you watch that game, they didn't average 6.2 yards per play against them. They, As far as like the consistency, the way it's portrayed, they had one rush for 71 yards that went for a touchdown. Yeah. On the other 25 carries, they went for 3.6 yards per play. Here's why that matters. You say, well, that play counts. Yeah, that play does count. But there's a reason that I always, whenever I talk about the need for Notre Dame to be efficient and explosive, there is a very, I'm not doing that just like, well, randomly, uh, let's go with efficiency first because because F becomes before X. It's because efficiency has to precede explosiveness. And UConn had a 71-yard touchdown run, but they had, what, 270 yards of offense, 14 points, that's it? Because one big play doesn't make it. It's got to be the consistency of controlling the line of scrimmage. Yep. UConn for the first series and a half did okay, right? They moved the ball. NC State settled down, much like Notre Dame has their first two games, where they kind of give a little in that first series, fill the other team out, limit the big plays, and then shut them down. That's what NC State did. It, UConn was not able to consistently control the line of scrimmage. That's why they struggled to to you know, protect the quarterback and, and get the points that they needed to win that football game. And, and to your point, Ryan, is the interior of the line is going to be important because if they are – unable to to play consistent football we're going to see too many negatives you have to limit negatives in this game they gave up six tackles for loss against tennessee state can't happen this week number one number two you look at the run game the way that tennessee or nc state uses their linebackers they're going to play very fast aggressive now they lost two really good linebackers off last year's team the kids that are replacing them are not stiffs these are quality athletes as well. They're going to attack downhill. They're going to trigger them and run stunts on early downs because the one thing that Southern Highlander said that is absolutely spot on is they are going to load the box and force Notre Dame. They are going to, especially if Notre Dame does as much 12 personnel as we saw the first two games, they are going to condense the box, get their safeties down because they trust their corners enough on the outside, especially against the Notre Dame receivers who have not proven yet that they are a big-time unit. They've been good. But that's it, yep. just good. You know, they're, they're going to look and see Tobias Merriweather has, what, two catches for five yards so far in the season. And they're going to say, do we want to risk getting beat by Tobias Merriweather and Jaden Thomas? Or do we want to – in the tight ends who've only really touched the ball outside of – you know, haven't really touched the ball outside of one series? Or do we want to try to stop, shut down Audric Estime and Jadarian Price and Jeremiah Love and Jabron Payne and that offensive line? Well, we know the answer to that, especially if it's wet. And right now it's it's at least 50% chance of rain predictions for, for noon tomorrow. So that that is going to be a key. So if not only are you going to have a numbers disadvantage, you are going to you're, you're going to have a you're going against a defense that is not going to make it simple, easy for you to know who you're blocking. It's going to really require a, a sound plan, but a lot of discipline up front in the run game. Because the run game will then set up opportunities to make big plays in the pass game. Because I do think Notre Dame's receivers can win battles against NC State. Say I, I, even at the corner position, right? I mean, you talked about this. We, you, I, I, we're both very high on Aiden White. He's a very good cover player. He's not a great win at the contested at the catch point guy on down the field stuff. So, you know, do they take some shots there? Shaheen Battle, long, you know, downhill. He's a good cornerback. You know, li- little tight hipped. There's some things that, you know matchup wise you can do against him. But especially with the safety position, with your tight ends, your slots, and your outside guys, there's some things they can do. But if you're not able to run the football and you're constantly getting in those bad positions, it's going to hurt your ability to run on to throw on first down. 
because you're nervous about your running game, being able to get the, the good four or five yards you need to get back on second down running the football. And then also if you're, if you're having issues defending the run, the way that NC state plays, Ryan, you're also going to have issues protecting the quarterback. Those two things with NC state go hand in hand. And that's why another reason why the offensive line has to play well, as I mentioned before, in the two games at Carter-Finley Stadium, Sam Hartman has been as averaged getting sacked five times a game. And that's just sacks. There's been other pressures and hits and, and stuff on him. They're going to have to give Sam Hartman time. If he has time, I have no doubt he can he can have success against NC State. The kids from North Carolina. I joked with you before that I started the game, the show. I swear every time I come to North Carolina for a game, except one year at Wake Forest, which was actually Sam Hartman's first career start, I believe or one of his first career starts all the way back in 2018. Every time I'm down here, I swear it rains. Every time. Well, guess what? Sam Hartman's from North Carolina. Yeah, he, 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 He's been through this. He's played in plenty of rain games. So I'm not as concerned about that from a throwing standpoint, unless it's just a heavy downpour. But if, he, if it's pressure, if he's having to throw off his back foot, if he's not able to get comfortable in the pocket, which is something that's hurt him in the last couple of years against NC State, that's only going to lead to Notre Dame's inefficiency. So it just adds to why controlling the line of scrimmage is so important. If Notre Dame controls the line of scrimmage, then some of the predictions were some of these predictions are just like, no, guys, no, that's not happening. And if it does, this Notre Dame team is going to roll the schedule, yeah. right? But I do think this can be a convincing Notre Dame win if they control the line of scrimmage. That is that I mean to me, Ryan, if you if you said, okay, Brian, you guys got 10 minutes to do a show, all right. And so you better, you can only talk about one key to the game. What's the one thing I'd say, okay, let's talk about Notre Dame's ability to control the line of scrimmage. If Notre Dame can control the line of scrimmage in this matchup, everything else falls into place on both sides of the ball. I really believe that. That's how important this matchup is. And it's always important. But in this particular game, if you can if you can win this matchup, you win the game. I mean, it, yeah. it, outside of – just craziness. You throw five picks and I mean, all this other kind of craziness, like this is the key matchup. You do this, everything else falls into place, right? If you're looking for last minute tickets to this weekend's big matchup between Notre Dame and NC state game time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's gametime.co. 
Well, I mean, offensive line dominating for a defense is demoralizing. You know, like when a team just is able to get four or five plus yards per carry, like that is one of those situations where you're just kind of exhaling. I mean, when you can sort of see defensive players with hands on hips, it's never a good thing, right? And that that's what I think that that really, like it's an assertive mindset, I think is the biggest thing that I want to see out of Notre Dame up front. And we also talk about, and we've talked about it a ton, Notre Dame is, NC State, excuse me, is a very linebacker-centric team, right? And how are they able to be linebacker-centric? It's because they are able to control the line of scrimmage for the most part and let guys like Peyton Wilson and Drake Thomas and Isaiah Moore in past years flow and run to the football and be disruptive and blitz and kind of work in the space a little bit. Peyton Wilson wants to work towards the line of scrimmage. He doesn't want to get hit three yards down the field, right? Like that's not his bag. That's not what he wants to do. Not only are you establishing that line of scrimmage, but if I'm looking at it from a defensive perspective, if my guys are getting blown off the ball, because someone asked this, I believe, on the message board the other day, Brian, or they may have asked on the Monday show, they asked like with NC State being so disruptive with their linebackers, how do you prevent that? And I, my initial thought was, or my initial response was, Movement at the line of scrimmage for the offensive line kills linebackers because the defensive linemen are going to get pushed back. Traffic is going to ensue. Now guys like Peyton Wilson have to sort through garbage instead of sorting through clean space. The best way to make a linebacker's day absolutely difficult is to make things murky inside and to create movement at the line of scrimmage. That's how you stop this this aggressive style 3-3 system, right? Mm -hmm. This, This team that wants to be stacked at times. They want to put... A guy like I know Peyton Wilson's technically the will in the system, but they want to put their linebackers behind a guy like CJ Clark. Let CJ Clark not get moved or create movement up front, and then the linebacker flows off of him. Basically, the linebackers are never wrong in those types of situations, but they want to make them wrong. The best way to make them wrong is to make their eyes cloudy. The minute the eyes are cloudy, you're in a lot of trouble as a linebacker. So I really think that that the establishing the line of scrimmage will also take the best part outside of the corners on the NC State unit, in my opinion, the linebackers, it'll make their day a lot harder, which will make the offense for Notre Dame a lot more efficient on a down-to-down perspective. Number two, Ryan, this is a big one too. We don't need to spend a lot of time on this. This kind of explains itself. Uh, Protecting the football is always a general, okay, assumption. It needs to be an important thing. This game especially, it's very important because, number one, you're on the road. It's always good to limit turnovers on the road. You don't want to do things allow the crowd to get into the game. The other part of it is I just don't think that NC State right now is at a place where their offense can go out there and just consistently move the ball up and down the field on Notre Dame. I mean, they come out may come out early and you know give a little ground. That's kind of been the thing under Al Golden is you know it's the way they play. Early teams can kind of move it a little bit the first couple of drives and then they you know figure things out and they they do pretty well. So you you, you know you may see that a little bit early. But what you can't do is you can't – if you're playing well on defense, the thing that can be kryptonite to your defense playing well is giving them short fields, giving yeah. them extra possessions, uh, shortening the game because you you didn't protect the football. So in this game, especially protecting the football is going to be vitally important. You can't give them easy points. You can't lose points in this yeah. kind of game. That's the reality of it because, like – Notre Dame last year when they played at North Carolina, right? I mean, that was one of the the more efficient games we've we've seen a Notre Dame offense play. I'd have to go get the stat book, but I think it was like like top five to ten all time in like first downs in a game, like top five Notre Dame ever in total first downs. I think it was actually second. It was just an incredibly efficient game against a pretty bad defense. I mean, you're just you can't expect your offense to necessarily come out in this game and just 
move the ball against NC State like they did against North Carolina last year. This is a much better defense. And that's going and that's going to put you in some situations, you know, where where you've got to be really smart and efficient, all those kind of things. But on the flip side is this isn't the kind of offense you faced last year against North Carolina. Right. So you don't need to be that outstanding that they were offensively, but you have to protect the football because if you're not, if you're if it let's say it takes them a couple series to kind of really get a read on what NC State is doing, then you need to play the field position battle till you figure it out. Right. Like, obviously, I want Notre Dame to come out and start fast and move the football. And that's a huge that's an important thing, Ryan. You know, when you're playing on the road and all that, because if, if you can jump on NC State, this isn't a great football team on offense. It puts them behind the sticks where they have to throw the ball more. That's where Notre Dame can maybe really put this thing away and, and make it a blowout. But if you're not able to do that, you have to be smart, protect the football and say, hey, look, it, we're just, it's just not there punt it away, let your defense go do its thing, and then you have time to figure it out. But you cannot, cannot give NC State cheap points or short fields in a game like this on the road. It's So this this is a, a this is why we're actually talking about turnovers in this game, where normally we don't talk about turnovers because it's a given. You know, obviously you don't want to turn the ball over. But it's very important this week, especially in the first half. Brian, you know a dangerous drinking game is to take a shot every time someone on this broadcast mentions Sam Hartman's struggles against NC State because you're going to hear it in nauseam. Like I, I guarantee they're probably you're going to talking about it. on Saturday during the, yeah, the ABC on Saturday broadcast. During, during the broadcast. They're going to say it probably about ten or twelve times during that game about you know leading up to it and in the in the beginning portion of it. Oh, Sam Hartman's record against NC State isn't too great. His performances have been really been up and down. Blah 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 blah. Like that's going to be mentioned. Six interceptions in three years. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, and and that plays exactly to the narrative, right? Of why this is important because that is going to be talked about so much. And the reason that Sam Hartman has had so much struggles against NC State, NC State, is because they have forced him into mistakes. Right? right? They have limited the ability for Wake Forest to run the football in the past, which has put him into a lot of bad positions and forced those turnovers. That is what NC State is going to try to live off of defensively, right? They want you to feel pressured. They're going to keep coming at you, keep coming at you, have the chaos ensue, and then that's when a mistake happens. That's when a fumble pops out. That's when an interception happens, strip sack, whatever it might be. That's what they live off of. They do because they also understand, like, let's let's be honest with ourselves, right? Is right now Dave Doran and and – Robert and I are sitting down and having conversations of like, Hey, we're going to be better offensively throughout this year, but right now we're not great yet. Right. We still need our defense to play. Well, we still need to take advantage of opportunity. We need to be more of an opportunistic team, especially early on in the year before the offense really starts to get rolling. They understand how many, how important possessions are in these types of football games and getting those opportunities to score. They need to score against Notre Dame. Not scoring or scoring field goals is not going to beat Notre Dame, in my opinion. And the reason that they make it easier for them to score is to get in better positions, right? Short fields, those extra opportunities. And it's going to be up to the Notre Dame offense to be clean. And the one great thing that we've seen about Sam Harmon, outside of one bad decision against Navy that was almost intercepted, it's been a very clean player so far, right? Mm -hmm. high, high completion percentage, not many tur turnover-worthy throws. He's been very clean. If Sam Hartman has a clean football game and Notre Dame's able to establish the line of scrimmage, I think they went handedly. The one way that you make this game very close or have a given opportunity for NC State to win this game 
is if you shoot yourselves in the foot. Don't beat yourselves. Beat NC State on on Saturday. That's the That's biggest right. key. It, it comes – yeah, you nailed it, Ryan. I mean, make NC State beat you because if they do, I don't think they're good enough. I just don't think they're good enough to do that. Make them beat you. And uh, that's a big part of it. Third key, Ryan. This is also kind of ties into if you, you know if you control the line of scrimmage uh, it, and give Sam Hart establish a run game early, give Sam Hartman time to throw the football. I think what we're we're going to see is some big plays, and I think that is a key to this game is generating big plays in this game. If you're able to get them early, great. But they could also be things that kind of help you put this game away. And and we even saw it like the 2017 game, Brian, with Notre Dame and NC State. To me, was a, a perfect example of of kind of where this game is now that was a different type of nc state defense right that that 2017 team that was a, a four down defense right you had bradley chubb on one edge and uh you obviously had um, was it uh, the hill kid inside you had four kids that ended up getting drafted in your starting lineup. Hill. yeah, yeah. Right. and and uh you know obviously your, your middle linebacker is now starting in the nfl that was a different type of team but it was still a team that was built on shutting down the run that was what their key was and when you look at that game early, it took Notre Dame a little bit of time to kind of get going offensively. You know, NC State was ahead 14-7 to because of a blocked punt early in the game. And then Notre Dame kind of finally got going. They had a couple long drives in the second quarter that allowed them to score. But what put the game away in the second half, Ryan? It was a 70-plus yard touchdown run, right? It helped put the game away. And that Notre Dame team could, couldn't really throw the football all that effectively. But they had a big play from Durham Smythe that set up a touchdown in the first half. If you remember that backside seam throw that Brandon Wimbush hit to Durham Smythe. The point being is there's going to be opportunities against a team like this because of how aggressive they are. If you're disciplined and you do are able to control the line of scrimmage, there are going to be opportunities for big plays that weren't necessarily there in 2017 because that defense was geared more towards controlling the line of scrimmage and, and, and limiting those plays, right? But – the the need for big plays is still there. I think a, a good offense can have more big plays against this this NC State team and this Tony Gibson defense because that is the that is the vulnerability that it has, especially this year compared to last year. Like last year, Ryan, when I watched NC State because of the other two linebackers you mentioned earlier. Here's this crazy stat for you: Peyton Wilson last year, who's the only start returning starting linebacker for NC State had 12 and a half tackles for loss last year. It's pretty good, right, Ryan? It's pretty good. But uh, you you know the answer to this question. Where did he rank on the defense and tackles? Where did he rank at linebacker in tackles for lost? Third. Third. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because yeah. the other two kids had 19 and 15, Drake Thomas and Isaiah Moore. And and so when you, when you look at it, it's like that defense was – they they didn't need to – at least I didn't think in the, the games I broke down. They didn't need to, to necessarily – do as much to add numbers against the run the way most 3-3-5 defenses do. And that's, to me, what made them so good against the run because those linebackers in the D-line that they had last year, which was a little bigger and could kind of maybe eat up a little bit more space, they didn't have to do the numbers thing. They could literally take their six-man box and against most ACC teams and just, just beat them to the point of attack and shut down the run game. This team, I don't think, has that same ability, Ryan. You talked about a defensive end. They're more quick penetrators. If Notre Dame is able to, to get bodies on bodies and get movement, those quick penetrators get washed down, and you've got run, you've got cutback lanes, right? And you don't have the same type of linebackers. And then, so what does that mean? That means NC State now has to do what I thought they did a lot. Again. So they didn't 
trigger numbers against UConn early, and UConn was getting some decent chunk runs. They were you know pulling read zones, getting out the backside. They had a really nice inside zone cutback that went for like eight nine yards early. And so then, what did NC State do? They started bringing numbers, more numbers, getting tighter. And UConn did a lot of stuff formationally that's going to be similar to what Notre Dame did. A lot of twelve personnel motions and shifts, things like that. And UConn was able to get a lot of different numbers into the box. Well, what that does is if Notre Dame is disciplined, sound, and wins at the line of scrimmage, is that creates more big play opportunities than maybe existed against this defense a year ago, in my opinion. I don't know if you agree or not with that, Ryan. We didn't talk about it before the show, but that's why, to me, big plays is a going to be a huge could, – could be a huge part of this game because if you can rip off a couple big plays early, even if it's just a quick slant route where you beat a guy and it goes for 40, that's going to put NC State in a really big bind because this defense – it was so good at limiting those type of plays last year in most games. I mean, even games they lost, Ryan. They lost a game giving up 24 points, lost a game giving up 16 points. They lost a game giving up 25 points. I mean, this team didn't lose games by getting beat 45 to 42, like in past seasons. So I think those big plays could be could be big-time kryptonite for NC State. But it all circles back to Ryan the very first point. That doesn't happen if you don't control the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, everything plays off of it, right? I mean, it makes everything so much easier. We always talk about the RPO game. We always talk about the play action game. The ability to run and to establish a, a cohesive understanding of front of dominance, like that is like my biggest thing in this game is if you're able to stay in front of the sticks and be able to establish that tenacity up front and to really create a lot of movement, the play action game is going to work. If you want to move the pocket, that's going to work. The RPO game is going to work. You're going to have the ability to play a lot more man-to-man coverage outside because guys are going to try to get extra defenders in the box. Like that's going to happen, right? So at the end of the day, I think that that's how you kind of break open this team a little bit of NC State's caliber. I mean, they're a team that preys off of. We are going to be aggressive. We're not going to give up a ton. And offensively, we are hopefully not going to turn the ball over much. And I also think that if you're able to create a, a couple ex- some explosive plays early on in this football game, maybe you get them down a couple scores. That's not the place NC State's offense wants to be in right now. It's not like that is this is NC State's offense might be completely different in game eight or ten compared to what they are in game two. But game two, they're much more of a methodical run the football try to work the clock in your favor and move the chains type of offense. They're not a team that's just going to rattle off 60 yard bomb. I mean, I literally just heard Brennan Armstrong on ACC network this morning where he was talking about that, you know, they they just want to continue to be efficient and then the explosives will come. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's the biggest thing is that they understand that they're not that explosive, create big play offense right now. And if Notre Dame's offense is able to put pressure on you to be able to take advantage of opportunities and, and make the defense and the offense uncomfortable early on, that's not the game that NC State wants to play. So I think that would put a lot of pressure on this Wolfpack team in both areas, not even just defensively. Ryan, you you talked about what Brandon Armstrong said. He was repeating all of what Robert and I has said. That I mean, that's... That's what he said. That's what he said too. We got to really get better being more efficient. And that's going to be a goal of theirs. And we'll get into that here when we get into the defense. So those are the three keys to victory for the Notre Dame offense. Obviously, there's start fast, all that, you know, move the chains, early down success. Those things are all important every week. But controlling line of scrimmage, protecting the football, and generating big plays are our three keys to victory for the Notre Dame offense. <laughs> We'll be right back. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.